Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 75 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim. I'm coming at you today from my home office, Thursday, March 19th, 2020. This episode is a bit late. I apologize for that. It will not happen again. But this episode's a bit late. Life has been a little bit all over the place recently. If you guys are listening to this, March 2020, COVID-19 is taking over the world, coronavirus. So a lot of people are being forced to stay at home or and also being forced to make adjustments in terms of of their lifestyle, myself included. So I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope everyone's healthy. I know there's there's a lot going on. So I'm in Toronto, Canada, and we're not officially on like full lockdown quarantine, but most people that I know are no longer going into work. They're either working from home or the stores or places that they're working are just straight up shutting down. I shut down my in-person training on Monday, so it's been four days. I'm going to feel it out. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, what the timeline's like. And yeah, it's just, uh, I guess, a lot of uncertainty for everyone. So again, hope you guys are doing well. Hope I can provide a little bit of positivity, maybe a little bit of entertainment, or maybe a little bit of education for you guys in this episode. So episode number 75, I just want to start things off by turning your attention to my YouTube channel. So with all of this um, quarantine, lockdown stuff going on, everyone's at home, everyone's kind of looking for ways to stay active during this time, which is totally understandable. I've lent out pretty much 75% of my kettlebells to my clients or my friends who wanted to borrow the borrow them during this time. And a lot of people are requesting to do like live workouts. A lot of places I know, a lot of trainers I know are doing live workouts on like Instagram or over Zoom. And that's great. That's really great. That's not really my style though. So what is my style is more on the education side. So if you go to my YouTube channel, just search Theodore Theodore Lim, that's my name. If you just search my full name, you'll find my channel. I'm going to provide a link down below as well, though. But really, if you Google search my name, Theodore Lim, you'll find everything. The other Theodore Lims have been slacking. It took me about two years to, to beat the other Theodore Lim, Dr. Theodore Lim in the States. Took me a while to to pass him, but I, but we're, we've done that now. Thank you for your help, guys. So I just released Theo's Ultimate Upper Body Warm-Up Guide. It's an 18-minute video that you can follow, that you can try, and these are kind of all of my go-to upper body moves. I released a video a few days ago. It's called Training at Home with Kettlebells, Bodyweight, and Bands. And that is just 
kind of a video where I just showed all of the different things we could do with kettlebells, ma mainly kettlebells. So just to give you guys some idea, if you do have a kettlebell or two at home. Oh, just sipping some coffee. Hoo-wee! That is good. Okay. So... Again, I know it's like a time of a lot of uncertainty. We're not really sure how long this is going to last. At first, myself included, I was like, oh, is this actually a real thing? Should we be concerned? And then as it escalated a little bit, everyone kind of realized that we should be concerned. So if you're staying home, good for you. I think it's the right thing to do. Like I didn't really want to shut down my training, but I think it was the right thing to do. We'll see. We'll see how things progress, though. So before I move on, guys, hit me. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. I'm going to come out with a lot of good stuff for you. There's already a lot of stuff on my YouTube channel. So hit it up. As always, the best way, like the best way you guys can help me, can support me, is really by sharing my content whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's this podcast, if you guys just share this with one or two people that you think might benefit from the content I'm putting out, that would be the best thing you could do for me. So I appreciate that. Thank you guys in advance. All right. So I've got a, I've got a pretty, um, pretty all over the place podcast coming at you. I've got a, I had a couple of questions lined up from the last two weeks. So I just want to kind of go over those. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about marijuana. We're going to be talking about yoga. We're going to be talking about elbow tendonitis, talking about food and protein intake. So, you know, we're going to go all over the place. All right. So first question I got from my boy, Kenny. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate your work. Appreciate the gains you've made, the trust that you have in me. Kenny trains with me in person. So he asked, like, what's up with weed? What's How do you feel about weed and working out? So weed, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you like to call it. How do I feel about weed and working out? So I do consume cannabis. I'm a cannabis consumer. I'm a user. I'm a pretty much a daily user of cannabis and I have been for close to 10 years now. There have been moments of time where I've not used cannabis. Maybe I decided to abstain for a week or two or a month, but for the most part, since I was 18, I'd say cannabis has been a, a regular part of my life and it's definitely evolved in terms of how I'm using it now versus when I was 18, right? Things were a little different back then. So in terms of weed and working out, I think I think cannabis is great for recovery. It can be great for recovery. That's I'd say that's probably what I use it most for. I use it for recovery. I use it just for general relaxation and it's helpful. So in terms of like for me personally, this is how I use cannabis. I keep my cannabis use to at the end of the day. So probably 8 p.m., 9 p.m. before bed. So for me, I learned early that 
if I consume cannabis during the day, I might be inclined to not do the things I wanted to get done. So I learned, I learned like, okay, this is still beneficial for me, but I need to use it at the end of the day. So really the main thing for me is using it for relaxation. Just like as someone who wakes up super early in the morning, I train four to five times a week. Just like being so amped up all the time, like so on, just whether it's being on in terms of training people or being on in terms of my own training, like I find these things are very, I have to be pretty, um, how shall I say, like stimulated or on or present for those things. And I find that just consuming cannabis at the end of the day kind of helps, helps me relax and helps me kind of recover and just decompress a little bit. So I'd say that's the main thing for me. Uh, In terms of cannabis, and I'm talking about like how I consume it, I either uh, vaporize it or I will smoke it. Um, I know like edibles are pretty big right now. And then there's also like, whether it's THC, there's also CBD, CBD oil. I've also tried and played played around with. CBD oil is pretty sweet. Um, I would definitely, I'm a proponent of that as well. But there's lots of different ways to consume it now. The only thing I'm not so sure about is those vape pens, um, both for the e-cigarettes and the THC vape pens not sure in terms of health but in terms of consuming cannabis prior to working out I know some people who are into that I actually used to do that too when I was younger but it's not for me I definitely get too I become too mellow too chilled out So I'm not like, I can't bring the aggression that I want to bring into the weight room. So I stopped doing that a long time ago. Now it's just strictly at the end of the day or after a workout kind of thing. So as always though, as always, the line I like the best when it comes to all this stuff is it's not it's always going to come down to the dosage of which you're using something, right? It's not necessarily that thing that, that in itself is maybe bad or good for you. It's how much you're using it, right? So if I'm using it every single hour of every single day, okay, maybe there's a point of diminishing returns. And everyone always has to kind of decide whether something works well for them or not. And you just, you won't know until you try it, right? So that's my take on cannabis consumption. It's really cool that it's becoming so much more widespread now, now that Canada has made it legal. So that's cool. Um, Big fan of that. I mean, it's, it's, I'm reading, I'm doing a lot of reading and listening about professional sports and cannabis. I know a lot of NBA players are trying to, make it so that they can consume cannabis and not get in trouble for that in their uh, NBA season. Uh, One of them was just saying, like, 
they're expected to play at such a high level. They do so much practice. They do so much work for their body. They need to recover. And the other options, the other alternatives for recovery have worse uh, long-term and short-term effects, whether it's some kind of prescription pills in terms of um, dealing with inflammation or recovery in general, or whether it's alcohol, like both prescription prescription medication and alcohol are probably more toxic than cannabis, right? So there's a lot going on in that realm. I know the MLB, the Major League Baseball, they're the first sports or they're the sport first um, like professional sport that has made it that took cannabis off of their like restricted list, which is always a step in the right direction. All right, moving on. Someone asked me the other day, I put up a video of like some movement, ground-based movement flows. And they asked me, do you do yoga? Because uh, like you move really well, like you look like you do yoga. And then follow-up question was, what got you into that if you do do that? So I did do yoga in the past. I did yoga about four years ago. Like I started practicing yoga about four years ago. This was when I was still very heavily into powerlifting, very heavy barbell training. And at some point, I fucked up my back. It wasn't the first time either. Like, I fucked up my back. It was from deadlifting, just deadlifting too heavy and not not paying attention to the technique enough. But I did that about four years ago. So I was like, okay, something needs to change. I need to try something. So I tried doing yoga. And... At first, like it was so uncomfortable because I was still in pain. So it was so uncomfortable for my lower back. Just like getting into a downward dog was not a good time. As well as just sitting on the ground. I remember like it was not a good time. So over the course of weeks and months of going to yoga weekly, uh, my body and then of course taking what I learned in those classes and maybe implementing it into my warm-ups, into my cool-downs, into my off-time, my movement training. Just learning those different kinds of ground-based movements. That was super helpful for me. And I'd say like after a few months, maybe a year of going weekly, like my lower back felt great. It felt really good. Um, I... I don't currently practice yoga, like I don't go to a yoga class or anything. Um, The last few that I have been to have all been like restorative yoga. So I would just, you would just lie down using like props to hold you up and it's just like adult nap time. If you guys have never tried restorative yoga, I highly recommend that, super relaxing. I know, I know people have mixed feelings about yoga. I know sometimes it's just too, like, almost too slow for some people. But I'm a slow kind of guy, so yoga works very well for me. Um, and then that kind of just led me into, like, my appreciation of what I call ground-based movement, which is, like, you're moving and you're on the ground, right? So that kind of got me. I signed up for Animal Flow. It's um, Animal Flow Level 1. It's, like, a two-day workshop. So I learned, I learned a little bit more about moving on the ground. And again, those were super helpful. They taught me a lot. I was able to implement those practices into my own training. And at the end of the day, that's, I think, what is 
that's how we grow, right? We take a little bit of other things and we add it to ours and it's just a continual refinement of our own strength and movement training. And then this kind of leads me into this next point I wanted to talk about. It's like in terms of health and fitness, for me, the number one thing, which is why I talk about it so much, is uh, mobility. Mobility. I think for overall health and fitness, like mobility is super important. And I just um, typed into Google the definition of mobility. And Google defines it as the ability to move or be moved freely and easily. And I think this is important. I think the ability to move is super important for all of us. For us, whether we're 20, 30, 40, but then especially important when we get into our 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Like there's nothing worse than not being able to do something because you physically physically can't do it, right? So I'm sure everyone has that one person in their life. Maybe they don't take care of their health that much. And we can see them struggling. Like maybe it's hard to get out of a chair. Maybe they can't do certain activities because there are stairs involved, right? And that's like, that's just not, it's probably not a good time, right? So I think having the ability to do movements is super important. Like more and more for me as a coach, I don't care if my clients can squat 200 pounds. I, I it's just, it's not really that important. I don't really care if a client can deadlift 300 pounds or if a client can do 10 chin-ups or something. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah, for some cases it's important. Like if they're an athlete or they're training for a specific event or sport or competition, like, yeah, maybe we do need to up some of these markers. But for most of us, for most of my general population clients, even myself included, for most of us, I think the most important thing is just being able to do something. So being able to do one chin up, like having the shoulder mobility to be able to do that and not fuck ourselves up or being able to do a push up or being able to do a bodyweight squat or a lunge, right? Just like why we still, I get all my clients to train um, their jump. We do some kind of jumping. And the most important part of that, of the jumping, is how well you land, not how high you jump. So how well someone lands is really important in terms of joint health, in terms of hip strength. So for me, like, I don't care if someone's jumping two inches off the ground, that's fine. What's important for me is their ability to land properly so that their joints can stay a bit healthier, so their knees aren't taking the brunt of the impact, right? Just the ability to absorb the impact. So I think the ability to do something is super important, especially as we continue to age. Like for myself, I've been doing this for 12 years now. And as I continue to age, it's like, okay, cool. I can do this right now. And you know what would be a cool goal in by the time I'm 50? Maybe I don't need to be stronger by the time I'm 50. Ideally, I am. But 
it'll be super cool if I can just still do this when I'm 50. So that's kind of the way I look at things. And also with running, I think running is a big thing. I'm personally not a runner, but I think it's important to be able to run, you know, like be able to run pain free. It's like if I'm trying to run after a bus and my knees all fucked up and my low back starts to hurt, that's not good. Like we should still be able to run even if we're not training for that specifically. There are just certain things that are like basic human movements that we should all either work towards being able to do or if we're younger and we've been active longer, try to preserve that for as long as possible. Right, So I'm all about longevity, all about long-term health, and, you know, just taking care of our shit. So, let's talk about elbows. Someone approached me the other day. They said, you know what, Theo, my elbow, it's fucking hurting. It's a bit funky. What should I do? I just saw him do a set of kettlebell presses and pull-ups as well. So, and I, I've I've seen this guy in action. I know. I know, kind of where the mobility is lacking, right? Guys, this is like, <laughs> I always tell people jokingly. I'm like, when I see you in the gym, and I see you in action. I see you during the warm up. I see you during the strength training portion of things. I see you doing the coordination, the stability, the explosive stuff. As a coach, if, you have, if you're blessed enough to have a good coach, your coach knows. Your coach knows where you're strong and where you're weak, what you need a bit more of. So as I stand there and observe, I'm observing this guy every week. He's doing the shoulder presses. He's doing the pull-ups. But I can see that his upper back mobility is like not, it's not there. His shoulder blades aren't moving well. And... If the shoulder blades aren't moving well, everything down the chain is going to be affected, right? Your shoulders are going to be affected, your elbows, your wrists, because things are going to start to compensate. So let me get back on topic. Elbows feeling a bit funky. What should I do? Okay, two, two questions to ask yourself when you're feeling a little bit of a tweak or a little bit of a funky feeling or a little bit of pain. Okay, question to ask yourself. Okay, Say you're doing a pull-up. Okay, does it hurt when you're doing a pull-up? Yes or no? Yes, it hurts while you're doing a pull-up. Okay. Have you been doing a lot of pull-ups? Yes, I've been doing a lot of pull-ups. Okay. Have you considered maybe backing off from the pull-ups a little? Maybe, maybe not. Could go either way, depending on the person. But those are kind of the questions like, okay, my knee hurts. Does it hurt when I squat? No. Does it hurt when I lunge? Yes. Okay, maybe you can continue squatting, but maybe for a few weeks you should chill out on the lunging. So then there's a there's a there are two angles to go at this at. Okay, number one, stop doing things that hurt, right? And then number two, start doing things that might help you. So elbow tendonitis sometimes the wrist or the forearms can be really tight. So sometimes those things just need a little bit of tension. A lot of times it is the forearm that's either really tight or really weak. Sometimes tight and weak are the same thing. So just go at it from that direction. It's like, okay, what should I stop doing for now? It doesn't mean you have to stop doing it forever. You just have to stop doing it now. 
And then what can I do to help alleviate these symptoms? So for me, I'm actually feeling a bit of a funky elbow on my left side as well. I've been doing a lot of Turkish get-ups. I've been doing a lot of kettlebell pressing. And I've been doing a lot of um, pull-ups. And my left elbow, I can feel it. When I come out of a set, a heavier set, I'll kind of feel that feeling in that elbow, that elbow tendonitis feeling. And guys, guys, if you get, if you've had tendonitis before, you know how shitty it is. If you feel like even a little bit of tendonitis happening, you gotta, you gotta contain that. You gotta stop right now, whatever's uh, messing with it. Cause once that tendonitis settles in, it's not good. It's not a good feeling. I've been there before, which is why I'm saying this now. Because when that elbow tendonitis sets in or that tendonitis in the knees set in, it's hard to get rid of. It really is. So so I've been feeling my elbow a little. So what I've been doing is, okay, I'm going to decrease the amount of work I'm doing in those areas, right? So instead of doing five sets of Turkish get-ups, I do three now. And I found three is a good spot for me. Five it was a little bit too much on my arm. And maybe I just need to work up to it in terms of weight, in terms of, um, yeah, mostly in terms of weight, like how much work you're doing, how much workload you're putting on your body. But that that's always what it comes down to. Your body, when it starts to give you those little tweaks or those little things, ooh, what's that over there? Ooh, my shoulder. There's a little crack or... Two things, right? Maybe you're doing too much, too fast. You need to slowly build up to it. Or maybe you just need to completely stop doing something. Or maybe you need to address certain things. Like maybe you need to mobilize a little more in that area. Maybe you need to foam roll a little more. Or maybe you need to put, you need to get someone to put their hands on you. Maybe you need a massage, right? So guys the body's always telling you something you really just have to learn to listen to it all right that brings us to our last question how do you get all that food in there how do you get all that protein in there so i posted my macros the other day i gotta be honest though this whole covid19 has put a wrench in terms of my macros it's just tough. Like, it's just tough when the routine is thrown all over the place. But generally, my macros, I'm in that, like, 275 grams of carbs, 70 grams of fat, and 170 grams of protein. That's usually, that's a good spot for me in terms of shedding a little bit of fat, but still staying strong, still keeping my muscles still keeping my strength as well so i think 275 grams of carbs sometimes can look like a lot but if you eat rice i eat a lot of rice so rice is an easy way for me to get my carbs in in terms of my protein 175 170 grams of protein is i'd say it's three meals it's either three solid meals or two solid meals and a shake so that's generally what I'll do each day. I'll either have three meals, um, rice or potatoes, ton of vegetables, and then my protein. Protein is generally chicken breasts, chicken thighs, steak, or ground beef or fish. 
those are the kind of those that's the rotation and then i'll do the vegetables as well right so if i eat three of those meals per day i put myself in a good spot if i eat two meals and then have a shake i also put myself in a good spot for that but um in terms of eating I don't know. It always, I find when you look at it on paper, when you look at someone's macros on paper, it might look like very little or it might look like a lot. But unless you actually do it yourself, you won't know. So I don't want to talk about nutrition too much in this episode. I think I'll leave it there, really. I hope this was helpful for you guys in terms of the cannabis talk, in terms of the coronavirus talk in terms of the movement and then of course the elbows keep those elbows safe but i'll just leave it with this i hope i hope everyone's taking care of themselves i know right now it's tough it's tough to not have a routine it's tough to not even know how long this is going to last but just focus on what you can control those are your own daily rituals how what you're eating what you're putting into your body how you're moving your body and in general just like maybe it's a good time to rest to relax i know from pretty much saturday till yesterday i just relaxed all day every day <laughs> so yeah i'm just taking this time this opportunity to kind of recover recharge and Again, like I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Main thing, just focus on what you can control. Do the things that make you happy. Do the things that make you feel good. Get your movement in. Look, we might not be able to train the way we want to train right now. But if you focus on the little things like the foam rolling, the mobility work, maybe we, maybe when, it t- when it's time to go back into the gym, Maybe all of those nagging little injuries aren't there anymore. And then we can jump right back into training. No problem. The other alternative, if we don't keep up with our movement training, we don't do that kind of stuff. It's going to be tough when we get back into the gym, guys. So really take it from me. I'm encouraging you guys to keep up with your movement training. I'm going to be posting a lot of movement stuff on IG And as I said, I'm putting a lot on YouTube right now. So hit me up, IG at Theodore.Lim and YouTube is Theodore Lim. So as always, appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Hope you guys had a good time. Until next time, peace.